You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. Low quality fans. Uh, high quality Bruins team. Uh, <laughs> I like how you're like, hey, I gotta turn my mic up for a second here. Let me yell into it. I think you actually clipped too. That's amazing. Perfect. Ah. Boo, boo all day. Yes, yes. I miss Thomas. I miss him back. too. Thomas, get well soon, buddy. If you haven't noticed already, which how could you not? Thomas is a little under the weather today, or a lot under the weather today. Um, so he's left us alone. <sighs> Oops. To be fair, Thomas has been under the weather for a month and has powered through the last few episodes. Yes. Yeah. So this is the first one. Like he legitimately could have missed like a month. Yeah, he could have. He could have, but he didn't. For us and for you, mostly to make sh- for mostly for us to make sure that we didn't lose our goddamn minds rushing ruin the pod in one episode yes <laughs> which i may have in that intro there you go look at that <laughs> good job by you so well last time i tried the eyed folks and that was met with derision and booze and now i did your intro which was so you good. stole mine okay yes. great yep. good <laughs> what are we talking about today what's what's going on what's on the itinerary but well first of all this is the pasta episode holy it really is. Yeah. You even it, put very cleverly fettuccine in the title. I didn't even. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, I, once in a while, once in a while, I can pull out something clever in the uh, morass of hockey statistics and bad memes. Mm. I, I can do something a little clever. But yeah, this is the pasta episode. So for everybody who's been listening. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Pasta extension coming soon for sure. For pasta sure, for pasta sure. extension. We made it to episode eighty-eight. Pasta extension confirmed. He kind of has to now. Like it's kind of. It, it feels like it'd be really rude to not do it because of, you know, we yeah, got here. Truly, but top story because man, we don't really have we don't really have much to go on this week. Mm-mm. Prospect challenges next week. We talked about this on the last episode, but figured that we would do something a little bit different. And I'll bring it to the comment section as well. Uh, can anybody remember any prospect challenges of your of any prospects that popped off in re- in recent years that aren't playing in the NHL now? I had one uh, that was brought to my atten- that was brought to my attention and like triggered a core memory. Remember Jesse Gabriel a few years back had a really good prospect challenge in 2017 and then found himself in Australia within two years. I mean, 
shockingly no <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> I, I don't remember like i literally you, you brought up the prospect challenge uh earlier and i was just like i don't remember any prospect i barely remember last year's like they, i talk about them for like two weeks and then they're gone from my memory yeah which, that, which, which to be fair i think that's i think that's most fans i think that's most fans most fans like they kind of do like a tertiary kind of oh this prospect is not not falling on his face in Niagara or Cam Loops. <laughs> right. And it's just a good reminder, though, that the prospect challenge doesn't mean anything, mm -hmm. but there are certain skills you can see someone uh, has developed. You can see that they've improved at, at the prospect challenge. You have to focus on what they're actually doing rather than the box score because the box score means fuck all when it comes it really to it really does see jesper froden of last year god what a tool I, I, <laughs> I can't believe i hate this guy this much for like one line in one interview but i do i just i hate him i hate him so much and bjork basically bjork that doesn't yeah. sound right it is bjork isn't it said the same thing right no no, no 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 no, 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 I'm thinking bleed. bleed. There it is. Said Mistakes the same belong thing. in the pod. Oh, yeah. <laughs> said the same bleed in Bjork. I think I'll be forgiven. Uh, <laughs> bleed said the same thing. And I was like, yeah, totally see it. Bleed. Absolutely. And Froden says it like you piece of shit. You <laughs> stupid piece of shit. Well, to uh, be fair, to be fair, bleed had more of a leg to stand on on that one. Yeah, he truly did. did. 100%. Truly, truly did. But the the reason that i remember jesse gabriel having a really solid prospect challenge in 2017 is that there's a story that uh shout out to dom tiano of the black of the bng of the bng podcast he told this story about gabriel talking to a couple of coaches and he said he said who's that and like the the prospects were skating around and uh, jake debrusque I do remember this story. And Jake DeBrusque, and he goes, he goes, who's that? And he goes, yeah, Jake DeBrusque. That was one of our first round picks. And he turns to the coach and he goes, I'm fucking better than Jake DeBrusque. Than Jake DeBrusque, who is that? Well, <laughs> womp, womp, womp. Yeah, yeah. He then went on. He then went on to have such a bad season in Providence that they not only didn't demote him to the ECHL, they demoted him back to his junior team. <laughs> If you're going to talk a big game, like I'm all for the confidence play, yeah. but man, uh, I don't know. That's a brutal, but then again, I, I mean, I get caught in the area where I'm like, guys should have some humbleness and respect like Patrice Bergeron, but I also want my guys to have fire like Brad Marchand. That's not, probably not going to mix super well. <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah, if you combine that, it's quite because, but here's the thing about that with Patrice Bergeron, it's quiet confidence. It's, I know that I'm better than you, but I don't have to say it. It's the old Margaret Thatcher quote. If you have to tell someone who you are, chances are that's not who you are. Oof. <laughs> so, so yeah we're getting into old old 1980s united kingdom prime minister quotables here on the short shift pod without thomas we're so i'm learned. sorry <laughs> we're so learned uh, we are so we are so learned <laughs> who's margaret thatcher <laughs> <laughs> i'm joking Please, I, people don't I, come for me. to be completely honest i don't even know <laughs> Let's move on. You know what's going to be way more up our alley? A couple of guys with our kind of intelligence, our IQ level. Yep. Dude, they're renaming the dunk. What the fuck? Dunkies, bro. <sighs> I am so heartbroken over this because 
the dunk is such a colloquial new england thing you know what i mean i mean it's it's all it's all soulless corporate branding at the end of the day because it's the dunkin donuts center Mm-hmm. but it's our but it's our it's something that's ours it's ours it's our soulless corporate branding damn it yeah it truly is what do they rename it to the amica mutual pavilion but i there is there is a there is a upside to this the amica mutual pavilion we will have games at the amp next year dude this is why this is so hilarious is because if you think we're not still going to call it the dunk you're out of your fucking mind no it's always going to be the dunk it's always but now gonna be the dunk. it's the dunk amped hell yeah oh hell ian. yeah ian that's good i like it this the is dunk. news this the, is real news the the the, 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 the amped dunk uh, this yeah i mean this is that weird sort of part of the off season where we know hockey is coming but it's like everyone's just sort of standing still. Mm. I literally spent two hours before their show scouring, being like, did I miss anything? <laughs> nope, nothing happened. <laughs> and now I have to be out of the country for a couple of weeks while things are actually going to happen, and I won't see any of them, pretty much. Why are you going to, to London to begin with? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Tiffany like, what really is in London? What's the draw? What's the angle? Oh, she's wanted to go since she was a little kid. Oh, okay. There you go. That's a, that's as good of a reason as anything. To be fair, I very rudely phrased that question to her, where I was like, "Why the? F- why can't we get a? F- let's go to Italy. Like, we're gonna spend this. What are we doing? Why are we going to London?" And she's like, "Cause it's my dream." I was like, "Oh, sorry for shitting on your dream for a second. My bad." By the way, I now have an extra ticket to London. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> we are going to go to Ireland and Scotland too, though, so that'll be fun. But I'm going to miss the entire prospect challenge. Uh, well, well, we'll we'll fill you in when when you know James Hardy, one of the undrafted prospects that we invited, just pops off for four goals in six games, and we just go, "Hey, sign him," and we just. Yeah. <laughs> that's the new poster knock by the way yeah. <laughs> Hi, the new poster knock whose scouting report says can't skate <laughs> <laughs> a lot of those that are actual prospects yeah. that's good yeah i know great wonderful yeah good. you made me really sad with that one um yeah, i tend to so yeah the dunk will be called the amica mutual pavilion i i i love that we can call it the amp i hate that we that it's not the dunk anymore but it's the dunk long live the dunk long Live the dunk. Viva la dunk. Viva la dunk. Um, how do I transition into this? Because we're just, yeah, the dunk. And then there's something, then we got something kind of serious that it's like, an, it's, it's another, it's another, it's another foray into hockey culture just being awful. I, Thomas, if you're editing this, that was the transition. Him just asking, how do I transition to it? It's beautiful. Hockey Canada medal ceremony at the women's U-20 tourney uh, had the Hockey Canada CEO, Mr. Scott Smith, who is at the center of this recent scandal, present the gold medal. That is such a middle finger. And look, I'm I'm Mr. Like I shouldn't okay. be laughing. I shouldn't be <laughs> chuckling at this. But. but 
like I, I'm always on the side of just kind of like, all right, let's relax for a second. The dude presented a medal. Like, who cares? It's whatever, right? Like, I I typically just side towards. Let's not just get upset for to get upset. Mm-hmm. In this particular case, oh come on, <laughs> this is as tone deaf as tone deaf gets. Is this tone deaf? Like that? This is this is so this is so tone deaf. And what's more is that. I think they know what this looks like and they don't care, which I think is worse than this is, which is worse than ignorance. There has to be, I, I believe so firmly there's someone in that building going bad idea. This is a bad, bad, bad idea. I am paid to make sure we look good. I'm very bad at my job, but this is a bad idea. And the ego on Scott Smith had him just go, no, people love me. And he walked right out there. <laughs> yeah. People have already forgotten about that, right? Yeah. Mm. And it, what's even crazier, so there's there's the scandal where they're not naming the players yet, but there's... It's you know, the, very, very strongly, strongly um, put out there right now that there's two particular Ottawa Senators players that might not see this season. I'm not going to name possible. them. I'm not going to name them. I, I don't want to name them because I don't want to like drag anybody, but like, because we don't know we would because, drag because we don't know for sure. them if we did though, we would drag all day. Yeah. Yeah. But if, if, if you guys want to take a li- take a little bit of a journey, you can find who, who might be in a lot of trouble right now <laughs> and who should be in a lot of trouble. Yes. And who should not be defended at all for this mm-hmm. people oh man we're not even going to go down that road yeah but so they have this scandal going on they have the whole hey yeah we sort of had a fund from our tournaments and, and youth camps that was used to pay people off thing going oh. on yeah i didn't even think about that did you they have like they have like no i half, did i just you just reminded me of it oh my god <laughs> they have a half dozen hockey canada has like a half dozen different things actively going on with people like hey you're all really bad people mm-hmm. and still they're just like not nah, this is great i mean the freaking king of canada or whatever he is is just talking about <laughs> talking about do you mean the prime minister ian <laughs> yeah that guy justin trudeau <laughs> I couldn't there, are, there are some people listening to this listening to show that will clip that will clip you calling Justin Trudeau the king of Canada. Uh, yeah, you know, Canada is Donald Trump. Uh, he's not. I'm he's, joking, no, I'm no, he's no, 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 <laughs> um, no. <laughs> I can't give it a straight face. Oh my God. Uh, he even is speaking out like, hey, Hockey Canada needs some real changes. And you're like, hey, the, the dude that like is in charge of your whole area basically said you guys suck. Could you not step out on the biggest stage that you have at the moment? Mm. Could you not do that? Yeah. Yeah. It's. It, I disagree with you. It's tone deaf, and I'm joking too much about it. I really shouldn't be, because it's just tone. Well, deaf here's the thing stupid. about that. Here's the thing about that. We we're 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 kind of glib about it, but it's like at this point, it's like we've tried serious. We've tried anger. Like, what other emotion do we have at this point? It's, at least we're laughing at the right people. My God. Yeah, we're laughing at the right people, and we're laughing because we're just we're 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 out of emotion. We're out of tangible emotion that would mean something. To that's say. A, that's a problem. It's like I think out of emotion is not the wording. 
because we're both still pissed about this. We're, we're still pissed about this, but we're out of we're out of different ways to say it, to talk yeah. about it. We and really... it's more bemusement and more like shock. Like, it's shock and yeah. awe that they would actually yeah. come out and just be like, yeah, you ever, just watch, you ever just watch somebody just do something so outrageous that you just can't. That's horrible. But you just can't help but be like, dude, come on, man. <laughs> like, it's kind of like that. <laughs> It'd be like if the guy who assassinated JFK just walked out into the parade and was like, hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm that guy. You mean you all three? Like you mean me. all three of them? I mean, no. Oh, no. like, <laughs> all right. We're, we're really getting, we're really going down a fucking hole here. Welcome to the conspiracy, th- the short shift conspiracy theory version podcast here. That would be kind of fun we could do a hockey conspiracy episode we could do like the crosby draft we could do um nothing else comes to mind right now yeah i was gonna say go ahead go right Uh, oh the bruins cup with the emails and everything that would be kind of fun Oh, did oh, you block yeah. that from your memory? Yeah, you know, the um, Mark Savard, a.k.a. the little fake artist. Mm, that mm. guy really rigged it for the Bruins, didn't he? Mm. God, anyway. this, whole episode, this whole episode's sad right now. It is. It is. But yeah, Scott Smith is a piece of shit. That's a, that's Scott, a Smith is, Scott Smith is a piece of shit. He should be in a, in a hole somewhere waiting, to, waiting for whatever his fate is in terms of what, can, what hockey Canada is going to do to his position liquidated is what the answer to that question it should be the answer to that question will it be the answer to that question remains to be seen it's weird that they haven't had him step down yet no because you tell you 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 because you fucking nailed it it's the ego it's we're just gonna wait for the it's we're gonna wait for this to blow over oh god america's so good at doing that and i just hate to see it other places too yeah hey it worked for them kind of i guess yeah. <laughs> god, that makes me so sad. Oh my god. Do you want to do you know what else? Thing? Yeah, do you know what else makes you sad? What else makes you sad, buddy? Ads on the jerseys. <sighs> why, don't you take pre- the lead? why don't you take the lead on this one, bud? Well, because there's three different things about this. They're previewed today. They're just small two-inch ads, like two by one inch ads. But here's the thing. What it means to fans in general, I am so tired of ads. I see them everywhere, everywhere, constantly. You can't watch anything. You can't see anything without there being an ad on it. And there it is on the jersey. So as a fan, you're sitting there going, all right, is there anything positive about this from a fan perspective? And someone somewhere pulls out of his ass, well, revenue is going to go up. That's good for the league. Like, yeah, but the tickets to the games are still $200 for fucking nosebleeds. I mean, Chicago, Toronto, Montreal, Boston. I don't know what Detroit's prices are right now, but I'm kind of guessing they're still ridiculously high. Like, original, yeah, it's original 16. They're going to be uh, original 16 in a brand new arena. Yeah. New York. It's just all of these teams that the prices are insane. And hey, revenue is going to go up. We're not going to see a dime of that. Tickets are just going to keep going up. Mm-hmm. And now it's just this little like non-effective thing on the jersey. I get that from a fan's perspective. You're not even going to see it while they're playing. But it's just one more ad somewhere that they can shove in your face. And I just hate it. From a fan's perspective, I think it's just dumb and it, it pays nothing for us. 
You are, but I'm actually kind of surprised that you didn't speak on this from a Jersey collector standpoint. Oh, we'll get there. I just wanted to go through the first. first oh, okay. Story. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm actually surprised that wasn't your first point. Um, welcome to capitalism, bud. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, this is where we are. This is late stage capitalism before it caves in on itself. Thank you for the insight, Andrew. I appreciate that. <laughs> I got you, buddy. <laughs> but this is late stage capitalism and it's and it's you we don't have to like it, but it's the NBA did it. Of course, the NHL is going to follow suit in that way. I think they would have done this even if revenues weren't stagnating or but are they stagnating? Because they're talking about the cap spiking up in two years. Well, if they well, let me say if the cap wasn't stagnating, if if we're, we're still the players are still paying off escrow or whatever the fuck. Mm. But, but I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know. From a collector's standpoint, it's just a bummer because I'm not going to buy jerseys that have ads on them. I'm going to. I hope they're not selling them with the ads on them because that'd be insane. The NBA does. I'd be so disappointed because I don't want to see a fucking Dunkin' Donuts patch on my Bruins jersey. I don't. One thing that they're doing with a lot of these ads, though, is that they're they're color coordinating them. So the patch blends in. I don't give a shit. Which which Jay Fresh, which Jay Fresh brought up an interesting point there was how what does this do from an advertiser standpoint if it's a blending in advertisement that you can't see? unless you're five feet away at ice level. <laughs> oh, it's interviews. It's, it has nothing to do with on the ice stuff. It's true it's enough. Interviews. It's uh, team shots. It's in the slow-mo of the goal being scored. You see it mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. It, it's nothing to do with if you can actually it's watch it. It's the final live. five minutes. Welcome to the Ford F-150 final five. Brand, um, brand, be, brand, brand. To be fair, I will remember that for the rest of my life. So Ford killed it with that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would never buy a Ford, but but still, like, I'll always remember their name. <laughs> the Ford F-150 Final Five, man. I'm just never going to buy a Sponsored by jersey. Charlie Moore Outdoors. <laughs> I'm just never going to buy a jersey that has an ad on it intentionally. Like, mm-hmm. that's such a bummer to me. But I also want it to be as close to on-ice specs as I can afford. So it's just, it's as a collector, I can't think of any collector that's excited about this. Mm-hmm. It's just a bummer. It's just one more eyesore on something that, I mean, you look at the reverse retros. I'm just looking at my wall right now. Reverse retros for the Avalanche. The old Nordiques kind of look. And those are clean and beautiful. They have the Fleur de Lis on them. They look great. They're, they're right can, over your shoulder there. And we get a good view of it with every recording. And it's the most gorgeous jersey. It's I great. Love it. And they're going to chuck a little ad on it. And I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I will whine about this to the fucking heat death of the universe. As you should, like, as you should, cause this is something you love, but like, I, I don't think it bothers me as much as it does other fans, but it's just another nail in the, this is capitalism kind of thing. It's just like, this is, it's, it's like, it's, it's, it almost feels like it shouldn't be, but it feels like a natural progression. A lot of this feels like natural progression. Yeah. I'm and just so sick of seeing ads everywhere. My brain gets tired. You're wearing an Adidas shirt as we speak. 
I know my brain gets tired <laughs> and I have Logitech headphones on or I actually don't even know what brand these are, but I'm looking at my blue Yeti microphone and my, what, what is this? I don't know what that logo is, but a keyboard that has a big G on it. <laughs> like I, everything has an ad on it. Acer monitor. Like I just, I don't know. I'm sad for the players though. What really bothers me about all of this is all this does is make the owners richer. That's all it does. It doesn't do anything for the players. They'll talk about escrow. They'll talk about all that good stuff. And yeah, maybe it helps a little at first, but it's really just going to line the pockets of the guys that own the team. And 30% of the owners are not trying to be a championship caliber team. Mm -hmm. And that's pathetic. And I don't feel like rewarding that. Not that I, I have think, any say in it. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, I think you're pretty I think you're pretty spot on on that as of right now. How, as of right now, how many teams would you count that are actually actively tanking? You got Arizona, Chicago. Actively tanking is a tough one. Uh, Montreal, Arizona, definitely Chicago. Um, Anaheim's done tanking, I think. San Jose. San Jose is actively tanking. San Jose is actively tanking. Ooh, They're going to I, all teal next year. Good for them. Philadelphia, although they say they aren't. <laughs> and then uh, I think you can't still actively do something while thinking you're doing something else. <laughs> you sure can. If you're Chuck Fletcher, you sure can. Uh, Winnipeg is probably one bad injury away from also joining them. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's, so there's probably five teams, which is what is the seventh, sixth of the league. Mm-hmm. That's just, I, that's, look, certain teams take that route. Every team has to rebuild at one point. Some of them actively, actively tank. It looks like most are going to when it's that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a bummer. But here's the thing. Chicago, this bothers me so much with them. I went to go look at tickets. And if my memory serves, I might have chosen the wrong game because it was a game against the Avalanche, which is going to be pricey just because the Avalanche coming to town. Of course. But their tickets were still $200 for shit tickets. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you are actively trying to put on the worst product you can. You just, I mean, I'm, I'm on a car lot and you slashed three of the tires in front of me and then rose the price. Like, wh- what? I'm not. If I was a Blackhawks fan. The Blue Book fan, told me to do it. <laughs> right? If I was a Blackhawks fan, I wouldn't go to a game unless I was able to get free tickets. I would not support this. I would illegally stream every single game I could. I would like, I would not support that team at all. Not because of all the scandal stuff, which should have already gotten you there, but because you are trying to not be enjoyable to watch. I watch because I enjoy it. I'm a fan of a team because that's a team that I love. But if the Bruins actively we're like i want to be as bad as possible this is gonna be a miserable season like i'm not spending money on you this year mm-hmm. like it's just not gonna happen i'm not gonna spend money on something that you are trying to be terrible at there's an argument for like well you have to be bad to be good i don't i think it's not a, a line. foolproof plan though i think there's a line you have to draw somewhere yeah it's not a foolproof plan when they how long they how long, off, how long did edmonton rebuild for a decade at least, right? How long did Buffalo rebuild for? That's not, we're not sure yet. <laughs> we're 11 years. No, there deep. you go. There's your answer. <laughs> like, How long did sure Buffalo yet. rebuild? They're still there. <laughs> but that's, that's exactly that. You just don't know. And 
there is a line to draw between, hey, we're going to be bad mm-hmm. and we're going to try to get better. We have older players who are still kind of still have value. We're shipping them off. Trading Kane and Taze, I would be like, yeah, I get it. It's that time. The bring cat, go fuck yourself. Yeah. That's unacceptable. Trading Alexander, know. trading Alexander to Brinkett for two for two draft picks, ostensibly. I, I, you could call it bad management, but you are intentionally trying to be terrible, and I just don't. I, I wouldn't support it, man. I right. wouldn't support it. Right. Maybe I'm on an island with that, and some people will call me fair weather and everything. Because look, I watch the Bruins when they suck. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I will happily watch the Bruins and cover them when they suck. And but man, if, I remember the halcyon days of Brandon Bochensky getting a point per game in the Dave Lewis season and thinking that, hey, we got a player next year. Yeah, yeah buddy. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> but if, if the Bruins were where Chicago was or is, and they just all of a sudden traded off. God, who's a good comparison for this? Like, I guess pasta. It would be pasta, but, but I don't mean pasta would be comparables, but I don't mean pasta in a year where it's his last year on contract. I mean, it's, Hey, pasta's the future of this franchise. We have him. He's 24. He's 26 in reality, but he's 24. Like we got to keep this guy. No, we're going to trade him so we can literally be terrible. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not supporting that. That would be that, that ladies and gentlemen is fire Sweeney. Oh, 100%. (laughs) Oh, my goodness gracious. So, uh, speaking of of, uh, players and teams, RFAs, a lot of them, unsigned. Why? This is the weirdest thing to me. I I wish I could see how much every team's cap was in, like, one list, so I don't have to... I, I don't have to like keep clicking through them because like only really half the leagues over the cap right now. Yeah. And only another, I think another 10 of them are up against it. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's the money situation. No one was ready for the flat cap mm-hmm. and it took longer than we thought to see that effect. Mm-hmm. We thought it would happen the first year with the flat cap and it sort of did, but this is the, the we're all just going, wait, hold on. What? Yeah. Everyone kept raising the price of contracts as if they were they were there with the next cap. That's agents though. It is and agents are doing a great job. I'm never gonna be mad about players getting paid. This is I want this to be a players league. The NBA goes a little overboard with it, but I respect the hell how it's the players, the product that are the best part of it. Mm-hmm. I want the NHL to be like that, where the players are the best part of it. And we don't have to deal with all of this bullshit with the front <laughs> offices and, and all that crap. Juggling money is always going to be part of it, but juggling money this year is harder than ever. Jason Robertson, I'm not counting because they're working on that. They're Dallas working on that. Working on that. They, He's a they, superstar. They grabbed uh, Jake Ottinger three years, four million per, which I think is they, a great deal. That's, that's going to be that. Well, you hope it's a great deal because that is, he had a pretty decent regular season followed by an amazing playoff and you hope he's somewhere in between because you can't expect him to be that playoff all year. Do you know what his regular season numbers were? Um, I got them right in front of me if you want to. Go for it. It's 48 games played, 2.52 goals allowed average, 914 save percentage. That's my numbers. I, 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 put, I pay $4 million a year for that. You can't. 
Sway. There's Sway. There's Jeremy Swayman. And then the year before, just so there's a little track record, 29 games played, 2.36 goals allowed average, 9.11 save percentage. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's absolutely worth, yeah, three years for a bridge deal is a little long. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was three years, right? It was three years, yeah. Yeah. But four mil for that, 100%. Uh, congratulations. You just, you just uh, broke, uh, you just broke German, Jeremy Swayman's deal. <laughs> Great. <laughs> there it is then. I'd be super happy with that, by the way. Yeah. I'd be super happy with that. And then toward the end of Olmark's deal, you start to think, all right, one of them gets moved, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but no, I'm really, I, I would be really happy with a setup like that. Yeah. For Swayman. Well, uh, GMs are still throwing money around, though. JT Miller, <laughs> seven-year extension, eight million per year. A little much. I have no issue with the contract. It's mm-hmm. the typical, hey, we're gonna not like the last three years of this, right? I mean, that's that's just a what we. We said this all year. You worry yeah. about you worry about the last three years. When the last three years come. The problem is that Vancouver shouldn't have been the team. There it is. There it is. That, that, that was my question on the itinerary. Should, should Vancouver have done this? What do you think? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, they shouldn't have. Because I think Vancouver, Vancouver uh, they, are, they are in limbo right now. They are in, directly in the middle between a stacked Western Conference with upward trying to get trying to go upward trying to clean up the mistakes of jim the ghost of jim benning still haunting the halls mm-hmm. and but they're and they're not i don't think they they should have been in a position to have that deal it you should still be hedging on the side of okay if we want to keep jt miller maybe we maybe we do a shorter deal or maybe we just fucking trade the guy maybe we do yeah. like yeah yeah but they think they're a contender. They want to contend right now. They were better last year than I thought they'd be. I think they are going to push for a playoff spot. I don't know if there's room for them, but only because Peterson's starting to really look like he is going to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, do have, is, they do have some very good pieces over there. Their top six is legit. Mm-hmm. Like legit, legit. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, Horvat, Garland, Miller, uh, Peterson. You got to think about that too. Like you, you have Bo Horvat, whose contract is up. Which he's, you got to basically kiss him goodbye at this point. Mm, yeah. That's going to yeah. be tough. But this is a deal that Tampa would make, mm-hmm. that Colorado would make, Minnesota even, uh, Calgary, like teams that are like, in the next four years, we need another cop or else we're blowing it up anyway. This is a move that, that Tampa would make or, or the Wild would make or Calgary would make or, I mean, the Rangers, any of these teams, next couple of years, you got to win a cup. Calgary. And, Calgary, yeah. Calgary it, it, made that move about three times. <laughs> it's just insane to me that Vancouver thinks they're there. And shoot, maybe they'll prove me wrong, but behind Hughes on that back end, <sighs> Oliver Ekman, Larson season, baby. Yeah, oh yeah. Love Demko, but I, I don't get it. I don't get the vision from that front office. I feel like they're feeling too much pressure from the city. I don't think that fan base really, really wanted that. I think some of are excited about they get to keep Miller, but... Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's a move that they should have done. And also, not for nothing, but this is a prominent 60 to 65 point center who cashed in on a contract year. And boy, how did he on on a team that could not afford to pay him to cash in on a contract year? 
Yeah. And, and look, Vancouver is better for it right now. But I, I just I just don't I don't like it for the long term plan. It's not the it's not the move that's it's not the move that's going to be the tipping point for them, basically. But what's something that's kind of interesting to me about what we're looking at for this kind of next offseason, because the Bruins are in a very strange spot with potentially their top two centers not being here next year. There's guys that as far as RFAs go, um, and I, I, I want to pull this up because there are a lot of players that just <laughs> so many guys available, but uh, Evan Rodriguez, right? He's a UFA, uh, Sonny Milano, UFA with a no qualifying out, uh, offer. There's Formington and there's, I mean, Doc doesn't have a, a deal yet. RFA for Montreal. Like these guys all might end up signing one to two year bridge deals. And the farther you go down that list and you look at more and more guys, and, and obviously there's a drop-off that's pretty harsh, but these are real players. Mm-hmm. And so you see teams trying to wrap up their stuff internally, and then there's all these other guys where you're looking around going, what, where do you end up? And yeah, some of them might not play this you, year. You've been, but you've, and you've been really beating the drum for Sonny Milano to get a, to get a contract somewhere. I just don't understand why this is. The, this would be the only year with the way the teams are set up cap wise that a player like this would not be on a team by now. Mm-hmm. He's not a lights out like monster, but he is a good hockey player who belongs on a good team. Do you think some of the do you do you think some of these young players would take like young UFAs would would have to take a PTO? I mean, sure. I, a lot of them won't need to. I think a lot of teams would just be like, I don't need to see more of you. I have all the film in the world. But there's no money. But that's just it. Is like it's like the PTO could be like, do you fit in this structure of our team right now? We don't know. It's possible. And we don't want to commit money to it. A guy like Evan Rodriguez is really funny to me. Say he doesn't get signed. Say the season starts and he doesn't. He get 43 points in 82 games. Well, he really had 43 points in like 48 games. With <laughs> 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 his second half wasn't that. It was pretty bad. It was. It was pretty bad, though. But a guy like that, say he's 28 years old. For some weird reason, no one has a cap room. No one signs him. Teams that are trying to bottom out are like, I don't want the guy on my team because I don't want to be better, <laughs> which seems ridiculous to me. But is he just weapon for picks. But someone just, yeah, that's what should happen. Yeah. But some team has a big injury one month into the season. They're like, all right, well, there's Rodriguez. We'll just, boom, there you go. So a lot of these, play, you, you, so you think potentially a move here is that a lot of these players get the LTIR, Phil? Oh, yeah. No, see, this is what I, if I'm one of these younger guys that doesn't have a deal right now, all I'm focused on is getting one or two year deal. Because the cap's going to go up. I can prove myself. I can boom from there. But this season, there's a lot riding on it. And I, some of these guys got to be scratching their heads. Like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. I think they know what's going on. I think that's just, I, I think they know what's going on. And I think some of these agents are, I think some of these agents are refusing to acknowledge the reality. <laughs> uh, maybe. I mean, like my, cl- my client won't take less than a three year deal. And someone like, you know, Jim Rutherford of the Canucks is being like, all right, well, have fun, bud. Yeah. Good luck out there. <laughs> you'll, you'll find someone, maybe. I'm rooting for you. <laughs> there's, there's real potential with some of these guys that are still just hanging out. And 
I'm I'm curious to see where some of them some of them end up, uh, and then some of the RFAs. I mean, uh, Rasmus Sandin or Sandin. Um, that, that that's that's an interesting one to me because I don't think there's any way he should have lasted this long without a contract. I think he'll get one. He'll absolutely get one, but because of this cap crunch, this is like one of the only times where a team that's absolutely absolutely wouldn't put out an offer sheet regardless is definitely not going to do it now oh yeah i, I would i, did, I, I don't know how seen rasmus sandy get an offer sheet yeah someone's like hey yeah i want to pay a bunch of my cap that i don't have and give up picks for you let's let's do that <laughs> it's such a weird landscape but what i'm trying to say with all of this is it frees up so much for next year there's going to be more bridge deals, smaller deals. There's going to be a lot of free agents potentially that are very worst, good bottom six guys. And we have so many slots to fill and we hope we can do some of them internally, but there's going to be middle six spots available next year. Do we not have five Fords signed to next year? Uh, yes. Five Fords currently listed as like cap friendlies. This is your roster. Um, and of course, then that, down down in the actual non roster, there's a bunch of guys. But yeah, but most of them, I mean, you're you're hoping Beecher's up there, of course. Mirkulov, I still think will be uh, Elisel. But that is really a question mark on a lot of these guys. How much more development do they need? Right, especially in Lisel's case, because if we if Lisel if Lisel just kicks the shit out of Providence for a couple months, like, what point is there to bring him back there? Right. There, I mean, there isn't. There obviously isn't. Right. This this is a good scenario for the Bruins in a weird way. Not mm-hmm. for this season, mm-hmm. but for for the coming seasons, there's potential for more and more guys to be grabbed. I don't like building a team through free agency. That's not usually how you win a cup. But we have enough talent to have have them supplement the roster, even without Bergeron and Krejci. Sure. God, that scared me just saying out loud, though. <laughs> well, we, we had to have a, an off-season of fear that was abated with one or two tweets. <laughs> they really did take their time. Mm-hmm. They really did. Yeah, but that's, Don, that's Don Sweeney's MO to a T, man. Like, you know, no stone unturned. But I'm going to wait forever, and I'm going to let you have 28 heart attacks and a few strokes. Yeah, and boy, he he might be responsible for a few for for a few over the offseason. Yeah. <laughs> Hope he can sleep with that on his conscience. Oh my god! <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> on that note, uh, Ian, you're going to London. Yeah, I'll be gone for like 16 days or something like that. Mm-hmm. In that time. The Bruins will sign a big-time free agent after trading three of our guys. <laughs> Ooh, that's exciting. Who are the three guys traded? Forbort, Riley, and a player to be named later. <laughs> oh, name the third player. Everyone wants to say Forbort, Riley. Who's the third player? Uh, no check. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, that's not... <laughs> I would see that and go like, wow, and then completely go about my, about my day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no check got traded. Anyway, I was his biggest drum beater all season. Like I was his biggest fan when we had the sign. I, I think you were beating signing. something else to him there, but I just couldn't believe. And I don't think he had a bad season. I don't. I just didn't think he was what I wanted him to be. God, I thought he was going to be better. I did. He's he he definitely has more offensive upside, and I think I don't think that Jim Montgomery is going to have him at a seventy-seven percent defensive zone start. 
next season. If it's yeah. more toward, because that, that that's because that that's what that's what Cassidy had him. Cassidy had him as a straight up shutdown guy. Well, you got to think about it this way. If they're taking 70% of those, that means the top dogs only have to take 30%. So, I mean, there's an argument to be yeah. made. Yeah, yeah. That's coaching. But yeah. there's more there. There's more there. And But I still want to give I still want to give Jackson, uh, Jackson Nika a chance. I really do. He'll get one. He'll get a real one this year. Mm-hmm. Got to hope. All right, bud. You're going to London. Uh, I don't know what we're going to be doing next week. Uh, Thomas, I hope you feel I better. heard there's potential for a guest. I don't know if it's happening. Oh, there, there's, a, there, there's been some, there's been some tell. There's been some tell. I don't it's know what that was me. born out of, but it's, it's just going to be me. I'm just going to be back. Like, I'm just <laughs> no, dude, you're still guest hosting. This is, this isn't. That's right. <laughs> You, what makes you think you're part of this pod? Mostly because I'm in the intro. That's that's kind of my my end. Uh, well, I think that was a I think that was a typo. I think Grace needs to have another intro and guest starring. <laughs> it's been so long that I've actually listened to the intro that it it might already actually not have me on it, and I just yeah. don't know. <laughs> no, we've actually been calling you Ian Boner for the last thirty episodes. I would believe that. I would believe that in a heartbeat. Quick, where can they find you on YouTube? Uh, low quality Bruins fan. There's a, a currently bombing series going on. <laughs> I mean, I, I made 32 videos about why each team can win the cup. That's all being released this month, one by one. So far, I did Anaheim and Arizona, and people were like, eh. <laughs> you also released them at six o'clock in the morning? Well, they'll come out. Like, the people will see them. They'll be kicking around. Just figure, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and uh, a special shout out to the uh, special shout out to the uh, hockey Reddit who popped me for self promotion for daring to promote Ian's video. How dare! I I I, I am I am low qual now. <laughs> Boy, you don't even know how low qual you are. <laughs> I sure don't. <laughs> Thomas, good luck editing. We love you. We hope you feel better soon. Thomas, thank you, uh, thank you so much for editing this, making us sound a lot less like assholes than we actually do. Oh, no. watch him just watch him just splice watch him just splice this together and just have no editing. Yeah, I'd respect it honestly. Me too, me too. Power fucking move. All right, buddy, let's call it a night. <laughs> all right, <laughs> take care, safe travels, Ian. Uh, tell Thanks. us all about it when you come back. Yes, sir. Go bees. Go bees. Later, kid. What's going on? It's Zach. Calling in again, giving you guys a ring. Uh, I was thinking, I know that the next episode you guys have is number 88. Uh, obviously, David Poshnock is the first player that comes to mind. So, thought I'd just uh, try to work that reverse jinx again and uh, see if maybe we can get Poshnock to sign. So, let's, let's get something big for episode 88. That would be nice. Uh, hello, this is David Pasternak. I have read zero books in my life. I just farted.